This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 3, Episode 8, Makers on Main Street. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and handmade entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Roberta Perry of Scrubs Natural Skin Care in Bethpage, New York. Roberta went from a woman who was frustrated with the skincare products she found on the market, to a kitchen manufacturer of skincare products, to a garage manufacturer of skincare products, to a wholesale manufacturer of skincare products, to a retailer of skincare products, a maker on Main Street. Roberta's business model focuses almost exclusively on retail, and that was not her original plan. According to Roberta, While her business is nine years old now, she says she feels like she's just getting started after taking the several first years to figure out, as she says, who I wanted to be when I grew up. Her story is a great example of following your business where it leads you and building your business to fit your life and what you really love to do. Roberta loves engaging one-on-one with her customers, and this passion for intimate connection is what has helped her to build her brand and her retail store success over the years. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 32. I'll be right back with Roberta Perry of Scrubs Natural Skin Care in Bethpage, New York. Good morning, Roberta Perry from Scrubs Natural Skin Care in Bethpage, New York. Welcome to Indie Business Podcast. Oh, good morning, Donna Marie. I'm so excited to be here. I am thrilled to have you. Now, you know, you are one of the first members that I know of who like just went gangbusters and opened a store and put your manufacturing there. And I'm so, so excited about that. We're going to be talking about your store and our makers on Main Street. That's what our season is all about. But I want to back up for a bit, Roberta, and ask you to tell us a little bit about how you started your business. Um, You know, people always ask me what made me start this business and did I always know that I was going to do it? And my answer to them was it found me. Um, It just started when I was really fed up. I mean, it was kind of like I was so busy working and taking care of my kids. I kind of forgot myself in the midst. And once I realized, you know, I was in a meeting and I'm like, why is my skin so dry and itchy and I'm peeling pieces of dead skin off? I'm like, okay, something needs to change. And I, I've used this line all the time, but it's so true. I was the proverbial Goldilocks um, trying this was too greasy and this was too big and I didn't like the smell and they discontinued it. And I just had one of those epiphany moments and I said, I'll make it for myself. And so as we started selling it and my sister got involved in the business and, you know, just everything sort of like rollerballed, but I was working out of my kitchen. And so um, my husband was like, okay, really? You know, we we need to do something. And so I quickly moved into the garage. I had a contractor come in and split my garage in half and I made a compounding sort of manufacturing thing there. But more and more... um, People wanted to come and smell things or see things. And so a few times I was letting them come to my house and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel professional. Um, And so when we sort of thought about what's our next step, 
I was ultimately just like, well, let's find a place that people can pick up from and we'll grow our wholesale you know, business from it and, and hopefully the online business. And all of a sudden I became a retailer. It, it, it was it literally found us because uh-uh. people started coming in and we started realizing how much we love that one on one. That's amazing that you just said that. So you're describing moving your business from your house into a location where you'd have more space and your wholesale business could grow. And you said, and all of a sudden I became a retailer. Yeah, it was incredible. It, it, it's uh, the customer experience for us became ultimate. And and even my accountant said to me recently, he said, you know, your wholesale is down, but your retail is way up. I go, exactly how we wanted it. So is, yeah. is this an example of how you grow a little bit at a time, you take, you know, intentional steps along the way, and you be open to new opportunities, because you thought you were going in one direction. But look, you're in a totally different one. 100%. It, it is, I will say this to anyone who asks, um, we're nine years old, and I feel like we've just begun. Because it took me um, the better part of the first six years to figure out who we wanted to be when we grew up. And, you know, we still do the other things. I do still have a wholesale business, but it's very freeing. You know, I know tons of the other indies do it and all all power to them. And you have to know what you want. But for me, um, once the sale is made, I'm the best at sales, so to speak, Uh, you know, follow up and all that stuff because I had done it before. But that first phone call, I would always sit there and go, you know, now with the wholesale business, it's like we won't sell to you unless you really want us and you were recommended to us. And, you know, so I know they'll work harder to sell it. Whereas before I'd said, you know, I'd call some of these shops and be like, oh, how's it selling? And do you need me to come in and rearrange? And it was taking a lot of time for not a ton of return. And And you just followed your business where it led you. Exactly. And I realized that when people come in, I want to, you know, have that one on one, I want to know what their problems are, I want to know how I can solve them. And I found that you don't get that as much in the wholesale aspect of it. When I was doing a demo, you know, at a Whole Foods, I love talking to customers. Sometimes I would 15 minutes, you know, and all these other people would be walking by and I'm supposed to be like, hey, you want a demo? And I was having so much fun with the customer standing there that, yeah, that it just, <laughs> it, it, it totally, totally yeah. evolved. And yeah. um, when we moved the store, it was purposeful to make it a bigger retail location, you know, and, and we just got lucky with the space that we found and how it partitioned out. But it, it found us. And know? so this and, is and a I really good, good example. Is this a good example, Roberta, of building the business that fits your life? Because we can all look at other successful business models and say, oh, that looks great. I want to do it. But unless you first look back, as you said, about not just what you want your business to do, but what you want your life to be like, then you really can begin to structure things around that. Right. Agree. 100%. And so it's interesting. We've said this before in the boards. The biggest competition we have is with ourselves, mm -hmm. not with each other. It is. It really is. And you're such a good example of how you can, you know, grow your intention, 
based on where your business leads you. And so Roberta, what I want you to do is I want you to encourage people who are out there and they just started, like you said, it took you six years to get to this point. And I know everyone's different. It'll take some people longer, some people less, but help us embrace the right kind of mindset to work that hard for that long until we feel like we find our groove. That is such a great point because I do see some frustration in some of the comments um, and I can't speak for anybody except for myself, but you have to go into entrepreneurship, this business, anything like it with that head on. Uh, You know, I will do career days and and probably the single biggest thing I want to leave with them is fail often, fail miserably. You'll never know what your next success will be if you don't. And so I'll say it with this, you know, figure out how much money, you know, I, I think, it, let me backtrack, is when my, I first started this, my husband was like, oh, you sure you want to do this and X amount of dollars. And I said, if I wanted to go back to school and, and get my master's in something, you know, we'd find the money for it. This is my school. And so if you kind of have that mindset, well, how much would it cost you to go back to doing something else? That's the investment you're making in your business, even if it starts so small, whether it's cash or um, partners or time. It's, it's constantly being aware that it's not overnight. Every overnight success had years worth of stuff you did not see. I recognize that more and more now. Um, some people are lucky and they get uh, a ridiculous amount of money behind them because of someone they know or some situation or their, you know, their home situation and they're not borrowing it or having to put as much time and sweat equity. But, you know, I, I'm just the only way you'll ever fail is if you quit, um, but that doesn't mean if something fails that you shouldn't shift its gear. Mm-hmm. And you are the prime example of that, of how many things, even when I first started with Indy, when you did the podcast from your kitchen and, and you had highlighted scrubs, and then I remember you said, no, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and and then you had your store, and that wasn't your focus, and you right. stopped that. I took such joy, as crazy as it sounds, in the fact that you recognized what failed and moved on from it. It was like, okay, next check off the list. Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned that too. I did get a lot of um, emails and phone calls from people who said, I'm so glad your studio didn't work out because, um, you know, it just lets me know that I'm not alone. And, you know, it was really hard to make that announcement because we had a grand opening and the mayor was there and it was this really big deal. And we cut ribbons and we had people sent us plants and flowers and I'm ever so grateful. But at the end of the day, some things just don't work. It doesn't mean that we don't work and that we can't be successful and we don't take that personally. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, that that level of fluidity has to follow us from the beginning until the end. We just have to do that. And that's really what you have to do in life. So I love what you told your husband about, look, you know, my business is my education. And there's plenty of, you know, we all know that because we live it, but there's plenty of independent research to show that when you own a business, you develop life life skills, you develop business skills, you develop relationship skills, and and just about everything you need to create the kind of life that you want. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about this store. You you started at home, you moved to a small store, and then you moved to a bigger store, and you offer massage service. I mean, tell tell us, give us the picture of what your store is like when we walk down the street there in Bethpage. What do we see? Well, that and that that sort of ties into what you're saying about making it work. As a walk-in, 
maybe I'd make it work, but we incorporated other things that fit with our um, model. You know, I, I call it such a loose business plan because it's it was scribbled notes in the back of a notebook. It was never a formal one. And someone said to write it in pencil, you know, because you're going to keep changing it. Yeah. So we um, were able to incorporate a lot of everything that we wanted and tie it together. So um, what started with the actual skincare, um, we got super, super lucky with this space. It was a massage place. So there was this hallway of all these rooms. And what started in our other place where we do um, ladies' night parties and kid parties where they come in and we teach them a little bit age-appropriate about why it's so important to take care of your skin and why skincare is important um, in general and, and especially in natural. Um, and then we teach them how to create their own signature scent. So it translated super, super well into what we were doing. Um, and then we took three of the massage rooms and we just cut them through and made a party room. Um, we kept the fourth uh, massage room as a massage studio. And so the therapists come in. They're making, a, you know, I just brought somebody else in. We pay them 70% of what we take in because I'm not in the massage business. I want them to be so happy to bring customers here. We're ta you know, we're taking enough to cover our, a little extra for rent and for insurance, but they have to use our products. So it's another great way for them to bring in people along with, hey, it's hands-on. And I love um, that you mentioned that too, because we just uh, just talked to another one of our members who sells mostly hair care products, and she just opened a section of her facility in her studio and store where people can come in and do hair and she has a very similar setup to what you just described in terms of the compensation because it's 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 such a cohesive fit that even you know when um, I'm advertising or putting it out there and it's like natural skincare and parties they're like what I go it's a perfect fit you know people come in and and we're pampering them and they're leaving with a takeaway an eight ounce jar or a 16 ounce jar they're, they're you know so the parties they don't have to get favors for the kids because they're making their own favor so it did it was a perfect translation and it's incredible how many customers we have gotten who were a party goer you know kids have been here for girl scout parties and i crack up when the mom's like driving the kid here not even for herself um to refill the jar that they you know i could see it come in as a decorated jar and then all of a sudden i'm talking to the mom and i'm giving her a sample of the hand cream and all of a sudden she's buying more products so it was a perfect fit you know, and again, same thing with the therapies, same thing with the wholesale business, um, which again, we kept it for anyone who wants it. And and it definitely, there are days where we're quiet in the store and a nice wholesaler comes in. We're like, yay. So we have four pieces that, that you know, build this sort of proverbial puzzle and I wouldn't have it any other way. And it's, so it's wonderful that you have, you describe so many, I don't know, you counted four, I counted more than that because I'm <laughs> like, you've got the wholesale the online retail, the yeah. in-store retail, the massage therapy, the scrubs parties that you mentioned. And what if I, I'm trying to remember if I've left anything off. Um, that's five right there. And well, and, and retail. We actually sell other people's stuff that we love. Oh, too. okay. And so, it, so, it, so because it's written in pencil, if I interview you next week, it could be totally different. <laughs> 
And with and that's a really good point to make, actually, because we do have to be prepared for that. I mean, there are several, you know, benchmarks that I see in, in, in others' businesses as well as in mine where, you know, I started something and I thought it would be awesome. And the way technology works today, um, particularly for the part of your business that's online, well, really all of it, um, if it doesn't work in three weeks, you can just unannounce it. Just, right. you know, it does, we don't offer that anymore. And, you know, we're not flip about it, but, you know, we just had to evolve from that because it wasn't working. Yep, absolutely. And we can try so many new and amazing things. And the risk, risk to do that today is not risk-free, but the risk has been significantly reduced because we can buy supplies online. We can join co-ops and get supplies that way. And of course, we have the internet, which allows us to remove that page that we put up yesterday if it's not what we really want to do. It, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it broadened the scope it's just, um, it's it's indie. It's this other skincare group, you know, yeah. on Facebook I belong to. It's the makers on Long Island. It's the knowledge and the resources and the people and the camaraderie and the, you know, um, sharing. It's I I would not have half the business if you know for that online. It it takes what could be a very sort of lonely existence um, when you first get started mm-hmm. and it broadens your entire world and makes you realize that you are just, a, you know, a beautiful cog in this incredible wheel. Mm-hmm. How is your relationship with your local community there? I, I love the fact that you have a local business and you have a storefront. What can you tell us about how much a part of the community you personally feel as well as your business and your and your staff when you have this retail store that lo- they're located amongst other retailers in your area great question um the town i'm in it's funny it's it's a really family-oriented town it is a town but it's not this bustling you know so you have to make sure that you connect with the local people because it's this incredible tight family structure so i get involved i'm in part of the um the chamber of commerce and i'm i'm part of uh the Kiwanis Club, and I'm part of um, anything local that goes on. We also raise money for local charities. You know, every I, I have um, sort of four standalone charities, and then we'll do a rotating one every three or four months, which is hyper local, and it's great for us too. Um, it's a, a wonderful. Um, cost-free, in essence, way of giving back because we basically split it. We, we keep wholesale, which we still, our business model is good. We make money wholesale, and we give them the difference. So we give them 50% of every sale of every jar, and it doesn't cost us anything to do good. So it's that. It's this weekend, in fact, this Friday, and thank you for putting it out there. Um, we host every year. It started in my house because um, I had so many friends and family members that were survivors um, we started doing a fundraiser, and I hooked up with a friend of mine that is a seven-year survivor. We now had this humongous event. We raised almost $25,000 last year, um, and it's, it's hours and hours and hours and months, really, of work. But at the end of the day, it's not only are we raising crazy amounts of money for research, but we're establishing ourselves in the neighborhood. And there's there's enough dirty bodies in my neighborhood, so to speak, and and in this tiny you know area where 
when they love you, they keep coming back and they bring friends. So anything we can do, anyone that walks in here and needs a raffle donation, no problem. You know, or something based on something local, no problem. We do, um, they do plant sales at the local high school and now they do plant and scrubs for Mother's Day. You know, things like that, it's what, it, what do you need, what do you need? Because the more you go out of your way for the people, They'll keep just, it's, to me, that's the greatest business model there is, is taking care of your own and taking care of your customers over and over again. So we do, we get really involved in the local stuff because, you know, I like to say, I know where my bread is buttered. I, I I love that you mentioned all that. I'm still stuck on dirty bodies. There's enough, <laughs> there's enough dirty bodies in our community and bring yours and your friends dirty bodies <laughs> we will we will scrub you up at the scrubs the scrub skincare i love that and so ha, have you taught classes in your studio i thought i remembered seeing something about that we use what's great with the party room is that it's very multi-purpose um so we've had other indies um hold classes here mm-hmm. soap making and that's right you know, yeah more- like uh, to do the uh, candle decorating one. Um, right. We have local lecturers come in. Um, we've got a, a hypnosis, uh, hypnotherapist, excuse me, coming in yeah. uh, in May to discuss anti-stress. We had a life coach come in two weeks ago. So uh-huh. uh, we've that's number questions. six. That's number you know, six. You, you you skipped that one before. We're I'm up sorry. to number six now. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's a wonderful ecosystem that you're describing because you have one brand. You have one location online, you have one location in a physical space. And from that, you have developed all these separate streams of income that make up a business model that is flexible so you can add to or detract from it anytime you feel like it. Absolutely. But what what's interesting is that like the classes we run here, I mean, actually, yeah, if they're making something and taking it away, there's a fee. But everything else we try and, you know, at least the lectures, there's not a fee because, Mm -hmm. and we'll even run discounts that night. If the whole key is bringing Mm -hmm. them in the store. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me is, is if one person buys from you, they're like 50% chance of them buying again for you versus the, the cost of acquiring that new customer is so high, but keeping a customer happy, it's so easy. Yeah. And it's beautiful to bring them into your store, they know they're coming to a store, they're going to learn something, they're going to meet some new people, and network with people in their local community, and they get exposed to your products at the same time. Exactly. And not just your products. But honestly, Roberta, if you're there, they get exposed to you. And you you are like the walking, talking, living, breathing um, spokesperson for your brand. Talk to us a little bit about that. Do you feel like today, our brands, whatever we sell, and even if our brand is not specifically us, that in many respects, it really is? Without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I I always felt that, but I'm constantly reading business blogs and, you know, sort of interesting tidbits and comments and um, across the board, it's they're all in agreement, you know, and not everybody think it's it's a good thing. I mean, I've, I've read some articles, I won't say by whom, but I have read um, and I don't personally agree, honestly. I, I think that the most successful businesses, particularly those in the future, are the ones who leverage the personality of the owner. 
And I look at even companies like Starbucks, for example, and Howard Schultz, what happened to Starbucks when he stepped down? And I don't know right. how many, how long it was. It was a matter of months before he stepped back up again. What because happened he was, to Apple? Yeah. When Steve Jobs left. Everything know, and, changed. And, and, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so yes, that I transition, um, you know, for, for people who want their business to outlive them, you do have to think about how, how that transition will happen when the time comes, because one day we may not feel like doing this anymore, or we may not be able to, obviously we have, our businesses can have, you know, lives beyond us. So how do you think about that? How do you, um, you know, figure that into the potential future mix? Everything you said, I agree with, um, and more so, because I really, I, Years and years ago, when you were the only game in town, that was a different story. You know, um, you're the only grocer in the town. Hey, they're coming to you no matter what. But if there's three, then what? And so for me, I look, I personally know a dozen other indies that make incredible products. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is going to make mine stand out from them? Right. They're 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 buying the smile. They're buying yeah. the caring. That yes, yeah. I, I'm I'm proud and humbled, and I love working with my sister and my best friend works there now. And you know, we literally give a family atmosphere mm-hmm. to this business. And some people say we, you know, sometimes you talk too much. Well. You know, the the one time I'm talking too much is is mirrored by the 99 times I'm not I'm talking enough, and I do really really believe that because truly, if if there was a craft fair and there was 15 makers products, there's no doubt that there's going to be 15 great products, but something is going to connect with your customer and why are they coming back, and if if you make them feel good. You know, I always think of that Maya Angelou quote, you know, that it's it's what what you made them. I'm, I'm going to ruin it, so I won't quote it. But um, it's not so much what you gave them. It's, it's how you made them feel. And that, for me, especially in this type of business, especially a touchy-feely business, but in any business across the board, when I walk in myself as a customer and the maitre d' knows me or the store owner knows me and, and before I'm even, you know, getting out my money, they already have my stuff up front and, you know, okay, anything. There's such a sort of like, hmm, wow, I'm special. I want every person, whether online or walking in here, to know that we would not be here without them. They are special. And that comes with putting your personality as your brand is, is the brand. Well, and in in some respects, it's the only thing about your business that can't be duplicated. Exactly. And and as you know, I have had some serious frustrations with other people and Mm -hmm. similar names and similar thing. And it was a few very wise people, including yourself, who basically said, you know, really, at the end of the day, where is it going to get you? And and the minute I kind of stopped the fight, it was like, right, that they can, they can, try mm-hmm. and mimic or they can try and copy but they can't they can't it'll always be a facsimile it'll that's never right. be the real deal that's right I, I just the every shred of energy that we were putting in that sort of negative zone for you know a little while i took and turned it right back around yes and put it back yes. Into the business. yes and that's so smart because while we do have to protect our our intellectual property interests on the other hand if people are copying and that's their business model it's completely unsustainable you cannot copy for the life of a business it will it will die and by the time they get around to copying you your light hairs years ahead of 
where they were when they started copying. Exactly. So they're always playing catch up. <laughs> which, which goes into the same thing as if you treat people so well, you know, and for me, yes, absolutely. And, and, and again, this has been discussions and, and, you know, weird customers and strange stories. And there's always going to be one of those. Always. But every one, there's, there's um, so many others that are incredible and that would never take advantage of, of our good nature. And, and so I always will give the, ben, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Yes, there's definitely been customers that, that you, you sort of your, your, your hair stands on end sometimes and you understand something else that might be going on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you cannot please everybody. No, no. You know, and so with that in mind now, I take them to their word. I had a customer walk in the other day, and what's interesting is um, her hair was completely different, and she just she didn't look like herself initially. So I knew I she was a customer, but I didn't remember exactly who it was. And she showed me something, and she must have gotten some water in it. And it was, a, and I didn't even ask her when she bought it. I literally I said, "Take that, give it to me, throw it away, take a fresh one." And she turned around and then spent another eighty dollars, you know. And then all of a sudden, I recognized who she was, and and like it was like. I kept thinking to myself, I'm so glad that I didn't question switching out that product for her. And so it's, I feel like if I treat everybody or, you know, anyone who works here knows it's, that, that's, that's how we work. Right. Um, right. Believe them. You know, yeah. I had another customer, same thing, great customer. I, um, she had ordered two of something and it was, it was my friend had just started and she must have been packing, you know, a lot of orders at one point and she only sent one. And so the woman emailed me. I didn't even ask my friend. I just said, you know what? No problem. It'll be out first thing in the morning. I, you know, and we do free shipping. <laughs> yeah. So I had to eat that shipping twice. Well, and I, you know what? I don't care because I know this customer. She's done a party here. She's brought friends in. She will keep ordering for me. What did it cost me to make her happy? Right, right. And the returns will just continue. And uh, you're such a good example of that philosophy and that mindset too, that um, assuming goodwill and, uh, you know, moving forward. And so because we can spend so much energy looking backward at what someone else is trying to do behind us, instead of looking forward at, at what we want to be able to do. And putting our energy there is obviously the best, the best way to go 99% of the time. Roberta, tell us where do we go? Speaking of having someplace fun to go, where do we go to get your products online, as well as the address for your store in Beth page in case we find ourselves there? That would be great. Um, in Beth Page, it's uh, 328 Broadway. I'm right in the heart of town, right by the train station, um, right off the parkway. So it really is very centrally located, and I absolutely love it. Um, online, it's uh, scrubsbodyscrub.com. But you can also use Scrubs Body, and the, the Scrubs has the Z. So uh, S-C-R-U-B-Z-B-O-D-Y, with or without the scrub.com. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, again, a continually evolving practice where I'm having someone work on the website now. I'm having new product shots taken. I'm so excited. It's the next phase. You know, yes. I finally said I can't, I can't do it all myself. No. It's always something new, always something new. So make sure you, if you're in the Beth Page area, you've got to stop by. I'm telling you, Roberta has the most magnetic personality. Um, oh. And you've, you've got to make that trip um, if you can get there when she's there, you will leave a changed person in a good way. So honestly, it's been it's been so great to have you on Indie Business Podcast. Thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. Bye bye. Bye.
I hope you enjoyed my interview with Roberta Perry of Scrubs Natural Skin Care in Bethpage, New York. And if you did, won't you show me some love on Twitter? Just go to IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash love and you can let your friends know that you enjoy Indie Business Podcast. I really want to make it useful to you. And if I'm successful at that, please let me know by sharing. And you know, if I can improve this podcast in any way, let me know. There's a link at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash contact and you can share what you'd like to see and how I can serve you better. I will see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love.